This is our second week talking about language. Yeah. Uh, last week we introduced a few verses that I think are pinnacle within our discussion about the language that we use. So one in particular that we spent some time last week talking about was Proverbs 18.21 that says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat of its fruits. Another verse that we talked about uh, was Ephesians 4.29. This is great memory verses, yeah? Um, Ephesians 4.29, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up. Yeah? And uh, tonight, I want to... Shucks, we don't have a lot of time, but hopefully we can get some good grounds covered in Matthew chapter 12. So turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 12, and uh, we will get started. Let me pray, and uh, we'll ask God to come and speak to us transformational words. Amen? Okay, we good? Let's pray. Jesus, thanks so much for tonight. Thanks for God. Uh, Good time of praise and worship. We pray that you would be honored, that you were honored in that time, and that uh, you are honored in this time. Uh, We just welcome you and your voice and your presence, God, to come and share with us, Lord, your word. Um, In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, Uh, Matthew chapter 12, starting at verse 1. I'm just going to read. It's kind of a lengthy chapter, and I want to kind of cover some of the things that are happening here. So pay attention. Let's move fast. Matthew chapter 12, verse 1. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and they began to pluck heads of grain and he, and and they ate them. Um, But when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, "Uh, look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath. He said to them, have you not read what David did when he was hungry and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for him to uh, eat, nor for those who were with him, but only for the priests? Or have you not read in the law how on the Sabbath the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are guiltless? I tell you, something greater than the temple is here. And if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. Okay, so what we're dealing with here is uh, one of the Ten Commandments, which says what? Keep the Sabbath holy. Okay? So onto that, the Pharisees, um, they tried to do their part in keeping the Sabbath holy. And so what they did to that is, um, eyes up here. I know you guys are not reading your Bibles. He's not taking notes. You're not reading your Bibles. Okay? Um, so you shouldn't be looking down. Anyway. So one of the things that they tried to do was they tried to, to define what it meant to keep the Sabbath holy. And so one of the things that you couldn't do is work, right? If you uh, were working, then you weren't resting. And if you weren't resting, then you weren't doing what God did, which ultimately means you didn't keep the Sabbath holy. And so what Jesus' uh, disciples were doing when they were walking through the grain fields, they were hungry, and so they were eating, And not just eating, but kind of like prepping 
uh, as they were walking through the grain fields, he would grab the, the wheat grains during harvest time and, and rub them between their hands and be able to eat the, the wheat grains um, during, it was like right around harvest time, they probably said, you know? And so the Pharisees saw what they were doing. They're like, okay, so you say that you're the, um, they say that you're the, you know, like this great teacher of the law, but at the same time, your disciples aren't even keeping you know, the Sabbath holy. And so Jesus has this long discord um, with them about other times where other people have worked on the Sabbath and still they were guiltless. Okay, in Mark's, uh, <clears throat> Mark gives a good verse in, in Mark's rendition of the Sabbath and this little discussion. Mark in the letter of Mark, in, uh, for those who are taking notes, Mark 2.27, it says the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Okay? So really, um, there should be a lot of freedom within there. Okay? One of the things that you're going to recognize and just stay, just follow along is, is this dialogue between Jesus and the Pharisees. Okay? The Pharisees are who? They're the, the religious leaders. They're the people who interpret the law. They're the people who know the scriptures. And ultimately, they're the people who are holy, right? Because they have the accurate understanding of what the law is saying. And so if they're the only ones who are interpreting correctly what the law means, in essence, they're the only holy people in the place. And so Jesus is coming on the scene and kind of rocking their boat a little bit about what they believe and what is actually like real, like real holiness and just maybe the type of holiness uh, that maybe, have, maybe was a little bit more religious yeah, and rigorous than what the freedom that is found in this relationship that we have with Jesus. So Jesus shows up and says the Sabbath is for people. yeah, And so... Um, Jesus is going to go into this discord, this dialogue with them about specific examples of how we are to keep the Sabbath holy. You may be asking what this means with our speech. We're getting there. Okay? All right, verse 9. So Jesus went from there and entered their synagogue. And a man was there with a withered hand. And they asked him, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? And they said this so they, they could accuse Jesus. And so Jesus said to them, which one of you who has a sheep If it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, how many of you will not go and help that sheep out and lift it out of the pit? How much more value is a man than sheep? So is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath? Okay. Then Jesus said to the man, stretch out your hand. And the man stretched out his hand and it was restored um, healthy like the other. But the Pharisees went out and conspired against them how to destroy him. So Jesus gives them a dialogue about, okay, so this is the Sabbath, right? You guys are saying we cannot do work on the Sabbath. So here's an example, right? So a sheep that you value a lot gets injured, it falls. Like how many of you guys aren't going to like help it in its time of need? And Jesus says, the same way, man. The same way that you would treat that sheep, I'm treating my sheep, you know? So Jesus ultimately says like, Keeping the Sabbath holy has less to do about work and more to do about what? Hmm? Yeah, resting in the Lord and trusting in the Lord and living for the Lord. Amen? 
Like ultimately, keeping the Sabbath holy isn't just about doing work or not doing work. It's about offering up our lives to the Lord on that day. Amen? All right, so verse uh, 15. Jesus, aware of this, he withdrew from there, and many followed him, and he healed them all and ordered them not to make um, him known. Um, This was to fulfill what was spoken of in the prophet. Okay, I'm going to skip down to verse 22. Then the demon-possessed man who was blind and mute and was brought to Jesus, and Jesus healed him so that the man uh, spoke and saw. And all the people were amazed and said, Can this be the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, It is only by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, that this man casts out demons. Knowing their thoughts, he said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is laid to waste. No city or house divided against itself will be able to stand. Okay, so like, um, say you're a kingdom, you're an army trying to fight an enemy. If you're divided in your own army, how are you supposed to be victorious over your opponent? If even within your own spirit or even within your own infantry and leadership, like you guys don't see eye to eye. Justin, question. Yeah, and this is where he got it from. Yes, Abraham Lincoln, Christian. Bible knowing, okay? Um, good job. Jocelyn's in AP World History, and she just asked, didn't Abraham Lincoln quote this? And yes, he did, okay? So similar to um, our, uh, our country, okay, here, yeah, we cannot be a successful nation if in our nation, yeah, we have um, division, Okay, so Jesus continues. He says uh, in 20, verse 26, And if Satan casts out Satan, uh, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, um, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. Verse 28, But if it is by the Spirit of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can... Someone enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds a strong man. And he indeed may plunder his house. Whoever is not with me is against me. And whoever does not gather with me, they scatter. Okay, follow me in verse 31. Jesus says, Therefore I tell you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven people. We all understand that, right? Forgiven of our sins, amen? Okay, listen to this piece right here. Jesus says, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. And whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. So what is the question we should ask? What is the question we should ask? So you guys all understand we've forgiven our sins, right? And you guys just learned that we are forgiven for some of our sins, not all of our sins. What sin in particular? Blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. So what question should we ask now? What is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? Good. I'm glad you guys asked. Because I will tell you. Okay? All right. So um, the concept of blasphemy against the, the Spirit is, is mentioned here also in Mark uh, three twenty two to 30. The term blasphemy may be... Um, 
generally defined as, as defiant irreverence. Okay? So rather than being reverent to the Lord, we're irreverent to the Lord. Yeah? Rather than being um, cooperative with the Spirit, we are defiant with the Spirit. Okay? So the term applied here uh, to such sins as cursing God or willfully uh, degrading things relating to God. It is also attributed some evil to God or denying him some good that we should attribute to him. So ultimately, Jesus is doing miracles in their presence. Jesus is healing people. Jesus is loving people. The people are receiving their, their eyesight, their, their physical limbs are being healed he's casting out demons from people and and you got to think like i'm not sure how many of you guys have have seen somebody demon possessed i don't know if i've have ever seen something like that but i i remember uh, i went to argentina once and these pastors out there would tell us about um these stories about these these small like uh women who would be possessed by demons and they, they may be like Denise's size, you know, like 350 pounds, six foot six. Uh, no, okay, she's actually like not even, a, not even 100 pounds, and she's maybe 100, how, I don't know, should I ask you? I'm not going to ask you that. Okay, so fair, not, not, see, I was safe, I was safe, okay, okay. Um, uh, but anyway, s- small stature, light in weight, definitely not like, muscle builder people but in the, the the possession of these demons like they would be tossing guys in the church you know and they would have to take like six seven eight grown men to hold women down who were possessed by demons and so you think like god like jesus in in the presence of like these demon possessed people were, were freeing them from their captivity from their behavior one of the the uh, stories that we read about is when Jesus shows up in this one town. You guys remember this one? Where the guy's naked, he's cutting himself, he, he lives in the, the cemetery. Um, often they would bind him in chains and he would break the chains. So this guy comes running up on Jesus. Jesus casts out the demon from him and ends up in the pigs. The pigs like jump off the cliff, end up in the water. Remember that one? You know, and the guy is set free. Like Jesus is doing amazing things in the presence of these Pharisees, in the presence of other people, and they are blaspheming him. How? Because they're not giving credit where credit is due. Rather, they're saying, okay, you're not functioning in God's power. You're not even functioning in your own power. You're functioning in the power of the devil. Like how extremely backwards is that? So into that statement, Jesus says, those who, you know, blaspheme against the Father, you can be forgiven. But those who blaspheme against the Holy Spirit that is working inside of our hearts, you cannot be forgiven by that. Okay? All right, we're going to come back to that. Okay, let's continue. Verse 33, Jesus says, either make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its, what? By its fruit, okay? Healthy trees produce healthy fruits, yeah? Unhealthy trees produce 
unhealthy fruits and or no fruits. Yeah? So verse 34, Jesus says, you brought of vipers. How can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. For the good person out of his good treasure brings forth good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. I tell you, on the judgment, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified. So what is another term for justified? Just as if nothing happened. Okay, so the, the definition of justification So because of the blood of Jesus on our lives, God will look down upon us and treat us just as if we never sinned. Amen? But we all know we do sin. Amen? But we're going to be treated like we never sinned before. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus and our faith in him. Amen? What is the most important thing this side of heaven? Faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Get that right. Okay? Get that right. You guys can text through chapel you guys are not pay attention don't bring your bibles none of that matters i mean i hope that it matters and i really want you guys to bring those things and pay attention but it doesn't really matter the thing that matters the most this side of heaven is that ultimately all of you in here whether you sin or you don't sin you trust and cooperate with the holy spirit amen and trust and have faith in jesus so Verse 37, by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be what? What does it say? The people in the back, you guys following along? What does it say? Condemned, condemned. Good job, guy. Good job. Okay? And, and, and so we're talking about our, our words here. So, so follow me, so follow me. Jesus says that if we blaspheme the Holy Spirit, we won't be forgiven. And what is the main role of the Holy Spirit? It is our our comforter, our counselor, our helper. And where does the Holy Spirit abide? Inside of us. Replacing, yeah, um, What is that scripture? Replacing our heart of, shoot, I should know this. Ezekiel, as your your memory verse right there, I like that. Ezekiel, what was that? Ezekiel 36, 26. That it, it is the role of the Holy Spirit to turn our hearts from a heart of stone to a heart of flesh yeah and upon that heart jesus through the holy spirit wants to write his what his word jesus wants to write his he he wants to put his imprint within inside of us follow this so in the beginning we were created by the image of god amen our physical bodies created in the image of God. And then now the Holy Spirit comes and then we get what? John chapter 3. What, is it, what does it say before John 3.16? It says we have to be... Come on! You guys got to know this. John chapter 3, the beginning part says we have to have a spiritual birthing. 
We have to be reborn. Remember when Jesus is dialoguing with the teacher and he says, like, in order to inherit the kingdom, like, you got to be reborn. And the guy's like, what? I got to go into my mother's womb all of again. And Jesus is like, what? He gives him the kaipo face. You know? He gives him, like, you're dumb. Like, seriously? Okay? Like, of course, you're not going to go back into your mother's womb all over again. But there's this relationship, this, this partnership. When we trust in God and we start believing in him, he's born inside of us. And then we get reborn. Not physically, we get reborn what? Spiritually. And one of the things, the most important part that gets renewed in that is, is what peace? Our hearts. So the inside, when the inside is good, the outside will become good. Amen? But if the inside is still bad, it doesn't matter how hard you try on the outside, the outside is still going to be bad. So we're talking about and this verse, uh, verse 37. It, it's a bone chiller. Like, like that should... That should be the, the shackles, the muffle to your mouth, the shackles to your tongue. You know, I say like, oh, shucks, I should bite my tongue right now. Meaning I shouldn't really say what I'm supposed to say or I want to say right now. Like I'm going to withhold my words. Verse 37 is that type of verse where Jesus says, by your words you will be justified. What does that mean? Last week we read Romans chapter 10, right? That if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart you know like we get to be saved amen that's good that's a good thing to proclaim jesus your lord i need your forgiveness i want to live for you all the days of my life that's a good statement amen like god will respond to that statement think about prayer why do we pray because God hears our prayers and he responds to that. So think about it. In our words, we are treated by God just as if we had never sinned. Because of the gracious words that we use, because of the loving words that we use, because of the caring words that we use, because of the words of adoration and honor and glory to God, because of the words that we use in communication with God and with others, we're treated just as if nothing happened. What is the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbors as yourself. We cannot just love God with our mouth and not love our neighbors with that same mouth. You following me? Because if your heart is good, you're going to love God. And that good heart is going to, that righteous heart that has been redeemed by the blood of Jesus is going to speak praise of God all the time. Amen? That even when we're not singing praise and worship, we sing in praise and worship. Because in our hearts, we're grateful for what it is and who he is and what he's done in our lives. But when inside of our hearts, there's no gratitude, there's no uh, honor, we're just like these Pharisees who are saying, what? Miracles? What? You haven't done anything for me, God? Where are you? Who are you? I don't see you. I don't hear you. And we give credit to everybody else than where credit is due. Romans chapter 1, yeah? There's a great little poem in there, this little scripture from Paul who says, 
we should really give glory and thanks and honor where honor is due. Read it, like 18, I think it's 18 to 25. It talks about the God making himself clearly known by the things that he created. And men, rather than giving God praise, they turned and gave their praise to created things and things other than God. And because of that, God gave them over to, the, to their desires. Where men had relationships with men and, and people had relationships with animals and all the ridiculous things. He said, okay, you want to praise those things? You want to give glory where glory is due? I'm going to give you the desire of your heart. And their entire world fell apart. How important is the words that we say? The words that we say is a reflection of our inside And it is evidence of the work that God has done in our lives. Amen? You guys following me? Like we cannot just say whatever we want to say. In James, James says, he who can control his tongue, that person is a perfect person. And I was thinking about it today. By us biting our tongues, by being slow to speak and quick to listen, that is a healthy restraint of our anger. Think about the last time you've seen someone furious, along with maybe punching and kicking things, What else did you observe? Probably somebody who from their mouth was lashing out with hate language and curse language and you understood that they were angry and not too controlled because of the words that they were using. Hey, we all get angry, amen? But how do you control your anger? I would say control your tongue. Right, because if you can restrain your, what you say in your moment of anger, your anger stays internal. And maybe in that time, God can work, you know, that we can pray, we can journal, we can like, God, I need your help. We can call a friend, you know, we can text somebody, say, hey, I need some prayers right now. So, last week, heavy verse, yeah? Proverbs 18, <clears throat> 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Okay, this week, I think a good memory verse for us um, is 2, verse 34 says, out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speak. Amen? How many of us have experienced the love of God in our lives? Every one of us. There's not even, there's nobody new here tonight. Every one of us, you guys come all the time. Yeah, you guys have been walking with the Lord. If we've experienced an encounter with God, really every single one of us should be ecstatic with life. Um, Kaya's mom, she always asks me like, hey, how are you doing? Like really, how are you doing? You know, like my birthday was, you know, a couple weeks ago and she's like, hey, how are you doing? How was your birthday? And, and I pretty much tell her the same answer all the time. I said, life is good. Like I have no complaints. Like is everything perfect? No. But does it have to be perfect? No. Why? Because I have encountered 
the perfect one. Right? That's all I really need in life. This encounter with Jesus Christ and, and what's left. It, it doesn't really matter, you know? It doesn't really matter. Like God is on the throne and that God who's on the throne sent the Holy Spirit and that Holy Spirit lives inside of me. Is there hard times? Yes, there's hard times. Is there difficulty? Yes, there's difficulty. But if you ask me how things are going, I'm going to say they're doing amazing. Why? Because God is present and God is real. And out of the abundance of my appreciation for God, that's where my words should come from. Amen? And they don't always do that. You know? Amen? 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 Our words always, don't always glorify God. Amen? But, but we, we want to continue to... Uh, Psalms 139. Let's end right here. This is a good one. Okay, so, so three memory verses tonight, if you want to remember, out of the abundance of our heart we speak. Verse 37, by our words we are justified and by our words we're condemned. And then uh, Psalms 139. Let's turn there. We can, we can end right here. Sweet, I hear one Bible turning. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. There's a couple. That's a, that's a love. Okay, Psalms 139. It's actually one of my favorites, but because we don't have too much time, we're just going to read verse 23 and 24. This was probably my, my, one of my first psalms that I memorized all the way through, like from verse 1 to verse 24. It was a, it's a good one. Okay? Psalms 139, verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Amen? Try me and know my thoughts. See if there is any grievous or anxious way in me and lead me in your everlasting way. Amen. That's a great prayer. God, like, search my, my heart. You know, I remember when I was first memorizing these, verse, this, these verses in this chapter, like, that was my heart, my prayer. God, I don't want anything to separate me from you. I don't want anything to be hidden from you. God, if there's anything in my life that you aren't honored by, God, remove those things, reveal those things to me. Uh, God, I just ask for forgiveness already for those things. God, my heart's desire is to like, just to please you in, in everything. I mean, it's the first Corinthians five, uh, nine, where Paul says, God, it, it is my aim to please you, God, in all that I do. And where does that start? On the inside. You know, when we have peace in our hearts, the outside will be at peace, even if we're walking in storms. It's a good underliner. It's a good highlighter. Amen? Some good things in here. Yeah, about just... What are the words that we're saying? Are the words that we use a reflection? Yeah? Of the miracle of what God has done in our lives. We cannot just say we love God and hate on other people with our words. Amen? Amen. Because with our words, we're forgiven. But with our words, we're also going to be condemned. You know? And I don't, I don't think anybody in here is blaspheming the Holy Spirit. I mean, you guys are here. I hope you guys are giving glory where glory is due. You know? Like, it's not me. It's not Blair. It's not any one of the leaders. Like, it's God. You know? God is doing a mighty work in you guys. So my encouragement to you is, is just cooperate. 
Go along with the Spirit. Yeah? Don't fight the Spirit. Don't give credit to other people when we should be giving credit to God. I'm not saying don't appreciate other people. Love them in the name of the Lord. But partner with the God, you know, that he can continue to search our hearts, that he would test us, he would know us, that he would set us free from the inside out so that all that we do, yeah, we can honor him. Amen? Okay. Somebody want to pray? No? Kioni, come pray in the mic. Yeah. And then we're out of here. Lord, thank you for bringing us here tonight, and thank you for your word. I pray over all of our mouths and our tongues, and I ask that you help us to control our speech and the things we say, and help us to understand that it's not just words, it's the overflow of our hearts, Lord, and uh, they're far-reaching, and they have the power to build up or destroy. Thank you for Pastor Kaipo and the passion you put on his life and I ask that it transfers to all of ours and that um, we look for the opportunities you provide us with to use our tongue for you and for your life and for your advancement Lord and to help the lost and the hurting thank you for tonight and uh, just pray over this season in Christ's name we pray Amen